What's up, all you beautiful people? Welcome back to another episode of The Strange Road. I'm your host, Mikey, and of course, always riding shotgun, Bub. What's up? And Stoner, the loner, once again, in Master Control, holding it down, doing all the visuals, video, and audio today. Uh, We know you're with us in spirit, Sir Bro of Diz. Oh, yeah. Uh, But today, we have a pretty incredible guest, our longtime friend, our bro, Ron Hogato <laughs> from the Parachute People. Ron is the Duke of the Vibe Tribe, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Uh, we we uh, introed a little bit last night, our episode for today, and uh, we absolutely, you know, want to get into a lot of things with you uh, tonight, Ron, but we really want to talk about the Parachute People, which started in 2014. By sneaking a parachute into Bonnaroo at shows. Oh, yeah. So (laughs) (laughs) just that tagline right there, sneaking a parachute into Bonnaroo. Like the the amount of times I've told this story to people, people are like, parachute. Like, are you guys like jumping out of airplanes? And like, no, no, no. Let's rewind it back a bit. Like parachute, like gym class parachute, like the ones from elementary school. Right. Like the big ones that you see on memes. uh, you pop up on reddit the nostalgia page like oh the best day in gym class yeah <laughs> those, yeah yeah those types of parachutes yep yeah like imagine just taking a big 50 foot like piece of fabric into like a festival where everyone's <laughs> just getting wavy feeling gravy and just like having the time of their life and you just re like reshoot them reinsert them back to the back to the like the deepest part of their childhood yeah that's what yeah. me and my friends get to do every year all summer long and just like invite them to play again just be a kid sounds like a good time yeah and oh it's amazing the best time i can attest to that it's a good time because i was at shaky knees getting a slice of pizza and i looked over and i went ron and you were there and i said we're getting pizza and you said don't worry about it i'm getting pizza and i was like okay and then you're like just follow me and you walked away with like, I don't know, 10, 15 pizzas, a couple pe- people worth, right? Mm-hmm. And that wasn't first. We, I don't even know that we ate those first. First thing was we went into the middle of the show that was going on, like Electric Guest or whoever it was, mm-hmm. and we put up the parachute during the daytime. And people were just like losing it, like running under it, just, you know, while we were holding down the sides of it. The crowd didn't mind it, every, you know. Mm hmm. It, it seems like from an outside perspective, it would seem like intrusive, but moreover, people are like, go do it. Like oh, they see it, they go nuts. It's an amplifier. And that's the thing, like this thing, um, let's back up a little bit. Oh yeah. 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 Let, let's absolutely. Yeah. I would like to like, let's <laughs> back up just a hair. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and how the idea of sneaking go. a parachute into Bonnaroo. That's a good, oh, good came about point. and then, you know, lead us down the path of like, now you're a nonprofit, the Parachute People, mm-hmm. and you've been able to grow this into yeah. an amazing nonprofit that raises uh, awareness for mental health. You guys do amazing things for people. And just kind of take us back a little bit and the inspiration behind. Good point. I've never heard incredible. I've never heard how it came about. That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. So 2014, man, that's like almost a decade ago. So um, in my life at the time, um, 2014, I was... Turning 25, going through the the proverbial quarter life crisis or whatever, sure. what have you, yeah. um, trying to figure out my way in life. Um, I didn't know if I wanted to be a doctor. Didn't know if I wanted to go and be a nurse. I didn't. I didn't know what. But um, all I did know is that my friend um, recommended this uh, meditation, this 10 day meditation called Vipassana. 
So if you don't know about Vipassana, basically it's um, you you spend 10 days in absolute silence. You don't even make eye contact with people. So I just knew that my friend did this little Vipassana retreat and he was able to focus and just hone in. You're just, you're sober, you're leading up, up to it. And then because of it, you get into like this deep state sort of trance. Like I had mm-hmm. no idea I could like tap into this part of my brain. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And within this, um, it's almost like I was like tripping. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, yeah like, that's you, a you, higher state of consciousness. You get into those realms. Yeah. You're, it, yeah. Yeah. In this higher state of realms and like, um, at the time, like I said, I was trying to figure out my way in life, and um, I got into one of those, like, deep states of, like, visioning and everything, and I thought I would, like, find the answer of, like, all right, I know I want to help people. This is the path I want to do. And during these, like, 10 days, all I could do and all I could see and hear is just the visions of, like, this waving, billowing parachute. And then just hear, hearing hearing kids laughing and just, like... <laughs> What? There, I'm getting chills, dude. That's dude, so cool. I've never heard this is incredible. Yeah, this is the stuff that like I don't really get to like have this like long form to talk about. Dude, like, this is yeah, amazing. My That's personal journey within this. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, and it's like it's yeah, it's chilling because like um you're there for ten days and you're just trying to like sit through your own thoughts, trying to like quiet the mind, focus on the breath. And I went to my instructor and just be like, hey, what does this mean? Just like, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and you're just saying like, you're just thinking to yourself like, all right, it has to, just follow the signs. Like, all right, there has to be something here. So after that 10-day retreat, I uh, got back just feeling re-energized. And I'm like, all right, let's just follow this path and see where it goes. Mm-hmm. So fast forward, this was, <laughs> it's funny because. Um, the 10 day retreat ended on April 20th, 2014. So, and it was Easter. <laughs> so it was like, okay. all right, you're 10 days, you're, you're completely sober. And then you're just like coming back to reality. I'm like, all right, cool. 420 Easter. Here we go. Like feeling, feeling alive and just ready to just kind of throw back, um, what you've learned from this, uh, whole retreat. Anyway, um, back in the June, uh, we decided to, <laughs> Sneaking in a parachute is, like, the funniest way to do it because, like, um, we are not the first people to ever think about, like, bringing a, p- a parachute to a festival. Okay, there, fair enough. There's plenty of people who have brought that. And, like, they, they snuck it in and, like, sure enough, it's like moths to a flame. Like, all right, like, this is going to be fun. We'll just see what happens. However, the parachute people are the first to, like, utilize this tool, something that we've all recognized from our childhood and tie it to a purpose and a higher reason. And at the time, I don't know if you remember this, but like 2014, that's about the same year that Robin Williams passed away Mm -hmm. unexpectedly. And like, I don't know where you were, but like that rocked my world. Like how could someone just so happy and cheerful just like, just off themselves. And we like, grew up with Robin Williams. Yeah. Well, but it was a little, he had a lot going on rather. I don't think it was, I don't know if it was fully just depression because he had yeah. Louis bodies with dementia. It was Louis yeah. bodies dementia. Yeah. Yeah. And that's um, very hard to diagnose even. It was not, it's not really talked about. And right. I know his, um, um, his widow has been a very big advocate of like raising awareness for it. And yeah. I definitely mm-hmm. read like her, her call out to research of just be like, Hey, this, this needs to be addressed because he need we need to rewrite this narrative that he didn't, that, and like lose, lose a battle suicide because that's of what it. I'm saying yeah. is a mm-hmm. lot. And it, not saying it's not sad or tragic by any means. It's it's both. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and huge fan of Robin Williams, obviously growing up watching all of his films, all of his work, him being the first real animated voice of a of, uh, animated film in Aladdin and oh, being, yeah, the genie, but also not wanting any of the credit, not wanting to mm-hmm. outshine the other actors in it. And after, you know, after that happened, Disney blew him up. The director that did that gave him like a $4 million Picasso years later to make up with it. Cause Robin said, I will never work with you again. And the guy was like, I messed up so bad. That's he couldn't. It's the only way he could think of it was like, man, this is how bad I feel. Like I, I want to show you this, but exactly his widow saying that to have that narrative around his death changed. I agree because it does come off like you know, oh, he was just as sad as everybody else. And no, I think I think he didn't know what to do with it. Like he was just kind of like, I'm going to live with this and slowly keep forgetting my lines and not being able to be this actor and you know basically become handicapped to what I know I can do all the time. It's like Bruce Willis going with the aphasia now, right? Like can't speak, can't do lines. Like that's, that's a big shift. Absolutely. Absolutely. So like the, the Robin Williams, the reason why I brought him up and like the stigma with mental health is, wasn't really talked about at the time. And another context clue, um, 2014 social media was way different than what it is today. Yep. Absolutely. Um, The Instagram, um, (laughs) <laughs> the Instagram, the Facebook, Instagram was way different back then. Like everything was based off a timeline. So yeah, like yeah. it rewarded people who were just always on it and just kind of like, you can see how your friends posted in real time. There was before it was like, this is before suggested posts. And this was yeah. like the underutilized hashtag sort of thing. Yeah. So hashtags with, don't mean anything. Hashtags anymore. don't really mean anything now. Yeah. And like, I've just become so it's dis- all reels. It's all reels. And it's, I'm so disillusioned. Like, I feel like it's a young person's game and like, 10 years ago, I was still feeling like a young person. Oh yeah. Um, but, uh, dude, you were crushing it on Instagram with the, with the Roosh, the original Rooshoot Instagram page, which is now the parachute people. Yeah. You guys had a mass, you were able to um, amass quite a following. It was, it's incredible. Like I've have to like pat myself back in the, in the team, like, um, of how much we've grown like naturally and organically over the 10 years. Like we had 10,000 followers before reels came out. And none of them were bought. It's just like something right. that I'm just like personally like really proud of just because like we had a really cool community that was started organically because of the hashtag. And um, the reason why the hashtag is so important, like that was the way that people found themselves on um, on Instagram. Like you play with the parachute at Bonnaroo. The parachute had two things written on it. It said hashtag Rooshoot just so like you can go back and like see yourself for – um, whatever reason. And then the only message on there, it said, be happy. And the be happy message is, um, um, a reference to my Vipassana retreat at the end of every uh, little lesson. It said, may all beings be happy. And like, that's that was cool. such, such a beautiful universal message yeah. that I wanted to share. And like by sneaking in the parachute, um, at Bonnaroo, like it, that was like kind of like the nexus point of where we are today. Sure. Yeah. Do you think with like the, the, the Vipassana, With that retreat and and being in the silence and and uh, no no contact with anybody basically right you're not using I'm assuming phones computers it's exactly not not, not even writing not even like um, you can't work out you can't jog everything has to be at a so it's kind of like a sustained the I did a float pod deal and I didn't get the full effects because I couldn't really do it at the time I was having some body pains but it makes me think of that or even like the cave stuff they're doing now where it's like you know total darkness for like six days of Mm -hmm. you know that sensory deprivation so Mm -hmm. 
in the absence of that, you're allowing your deeper subconscious and your mind to work through all of these thoughts that we don't get to address in our regular day-to-day lives. Like mm-hmm. we need to not just take that vacation because that vacation is going to include decision-making and anxieties about, you know, what time are we doing this or where are we going or what are we going to, you know, we don't, we don't stop and do what you did. A lot of people don't stop and have 10 days of like... It is so hard to get like even just like three days off for a vacation. So like I just thinking back on it, like I've never been quiet for more than maybe like eight hours because of just one sleep and like on on a plane. But to do that for 10 days straight, yeah, you sit with your thoughts and things unearth. And and because of that, you kind of just like explore and I'm... Yeah, um, going back to and like the reason why I did it, like I didn't really find the answer of like, all right, this is my definitive path in my career, but somehow this parachute idea that was just like an idea leading up to it, I'm just gonna like see where it goes, yeah. and I'm so glad I decided that because um, ten years ago, if I would have had that path of like. Oh, cool. Let's go to nursing school and start that path. I would not have been able to have this really awesome adventure. I probably mm-hmm. would not have a different path right? and have this synchronistic sort of like like journey to like Yeah, like, we definitely would have never met you. Dude, yeah. definitely not met you. And then like even <laughs> I look down, um, this guy right here, like you've, you've gotten to learn, like know me over the years, Mikey and yeah. uh, Bub too, like. My one of my uh, was it love languages is gift giving and yes right here like et <laughs> every time I tune into the show I'm like you're here ET's oh you're here. W- you're here you're here oh we're all here like right. we're all connected in some sort of way right. that, and that's the beautiful thing about yeah. like uh, this strange road community I'm like even though I'm tapped in I'm like all right yeah shout out et and look at all the fam in the chat. Oh, oh, yeah. What's up? Wilkie, yeah. Andy, yeah. Monica. You got people we popping got off in the some chat. Strange too. Road oh, folks, yeah. Flutz, and Born Not to Run. Some people that are you're getting introduced to right now. Yeah. Oh, you know? this is wild. I, uh, We're just up? expanding the, the vibe tribe, dude. That's oh. what it's all about. The Bro Zone is a space to expand the candy cane mafia the, i mean you guys have <laughs> shout you, you out have candy cane the, mafia <laughs> give give that platform to people to get their so many out. names yeah. of like the trying to go to bed bonnaroo crew the the parachute the roo shoot people aka the, like, aka, <laughs> AKA yeah. yeah it is yeah we you know the vibe tribe is when et came what, on the scene that, that was it that's that was what you guys need to we do for bonnaroo sometime tribe. you need to put up wanted posters Rushoot people, aka the go to bed, you know, <laughs> it, like put all of your wild, aliases and like a picture of the Rushoot people with like the jumpsuit on them. And that's the cool thing. Like, um, we have so many like little like um, markers out there in society. Like, if you're at any festival, you see a candy cane, people are like, we know oh, who that is. Yeah. Oh my gosh. If not, yeah. it, it's a nice little conversation starter because yeah. like, you're writing your language. Giant blow up candy canes yeah. for folks that are uh, un- uninitiated. Yeah. And on a deeper level, like it's. And just, you can see them from when, you know, we're coming all the way on the other side of what stage, mm-hmm. and you see the candy canes Which floating. <laughs> a fo- right. The candy canes floating through the crowd in this wide expanse, and you can see them all like ants meeting at a nexus point. Yeah. When then, hey, there's all the, the cluster of candy canes, and then here comes E.T. floating around, you know, and it, it all just kind of. E.T. was coming home for sure. <laughs> The amount of, so like with ET here, he has his little finger guns right here. And this the, the phone home. This the phone. Fu- 
This phone home finger has worn out from people phone homing him so much at festivals. Yeah, just right there. And I believe he got birth that um, it was Bonner 2017. 18. 2018, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, the, the return of you guys there. And he had like this, like almost like glow pop. No, what is it? Uh, oh, the ring pop sort of thing, but yeah. it was like an LED. Yeah. He had that on the finger. Yeah. And it was the most beautiful thing because like <laughs> you had him on a totem, the, yeah. little, the little signs there. And then everyone was just kind of like, phone home. Right. Phone home. Well, let's, let's back up a little bit there. And w- first of all, we can talk about how we met you. Uh, 2016. Uh, Ron Father, who's in the chat, me, Stone, Bub, Andy, uh, Bryce, and Kim, right? I believe so. And we were at Band of Horses, and I just sh- snapped a shot, a big, a wonderful, it's still on my Instagram. You guys can scroll down to the bottom, uh, you know, back, go way back in the back time machine. And it's us with a group shot. Oh, at, yeah. Uh, Band of Horses. Afternoon yeah. show. And the Roo shoot was just in the background. Flannel bombing, yeah. yeah. So, so we had actually played with it uh, earlier in that day and had been around it, and we're like underneath it and going nuts. And then it ended up in the in the back of that shot. Mm-hmm. And then after Rue, I well, I posted that, and you're like, "Hey, what's up, Rue? Shoot, represent." And I was like, "Wait, hold on, dude. This is awesome. Like, where are you from? Like, oh, Columbus, Ohio. I'm like, there's no way Mm-mm. the parachute, the shoot people are from Columbus. We had no idea of each other's existence. That was there. wild. That though. was wild. And that's the connection. That's the next level sort of yeah. meta like um, references of like where it's well, and then that I reaches everywhere. I but worked with Stone you. and Ron. Yeah, had, uh, we worked right. at the same place. Right. And those guys had done a shoot with the shoot at the hospital. Uh, and had covered uh, something, some kind of event that you guys were doing. Either it was like right before that or after, it and they just had no after. idea. Yeah, it was after. Well, and, and I saw them on campus too. I saw Stoner shooting on OSU campus. I was like, what are you doing here? And he's like, me and Ron are working. I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, so Ron, Ron as in uh, Ron, Ron Vaughn, Ron yep. Father. Yeah. The Ron. Yeah, well, shout out Ron Father out there. Ron yeah. Father. Yeah, and... Uh, that little uh, Bonnaroo 2016 reference, I will always remember that picture because, like, Ron Vaughn is just Bonatron. Bonatron. Bonatron came yeah. out and he has these, like, obnoxious <laughs> pixel glasses. And I will recreate the photo. Is it from Bryce? Oh I don't know God. if he get a shot of me doing this still, but he was just kind of like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like That's the it. jaw down, like just like spaced out. Bonashan Rom. Oh my! We gosh. were calling. He had like twenty nicknames. Bonashamron was one day. Bonatron. Raver Ron. Bronatron. Like he had so many, and it was everything was. Go ahead. You got to go ahead to get ahead. Oh, like, he was. He was. Uh, he was on a. Uh, he was on a like a, a golf cart at one point, zooming around in like a yellow safety vest with one of the like festival workers. We're like, where are you? We're going festival to a show. Right there. He's like, I'll be back. Don't worry. He, and he would just materialize, right. and then you'd be at a show with him, and he'd be gone, and he'd be off on another adventure. Oh my gosh, there's one of our tangents again. Like, I, and this is like, we need to get all these. Cr- but we hadn't actually met at that. No, Bonnaroo. no, Spiral Mikey has not a blip on my radar at all. Yeah, yeah. Like, um, and then because of the hashtag, literally, like yeah. that's when the hashtags were utilized for me, just like connecting with people. And wow. mm-hmm. because of that, it's just like our energies and like our orbits collided. And yeah, here we are, like literally eight years later. Yeah. I would never have like seen this manifest before, like being on the Strange Road set. 
talking about like just this just story of nonsense at Bonnaroo like eight years ago. Right. Like, yeah. That's what that's what music festivals do for me, and that's why I love like going them every year. Yeah. So. Hey Ron, oh. Kyle's requesting the hat might need to come off. Because Either that, oh, or if you just here. like shift it back so it's not hitting the glasses, might be all right. <laughs> there we go. I think it's just because it's clacking a lot, and it's not loud to us, but it's probably loud on the, yeah. the feed. There we go. Here, you know what? As long as it doesn't hit there the shades, go. I think you're oh, cool. There. Uh oh. Yeah. Oh, that? I asked so him about on this the, earlier the, too. The hat. We've got these beads hanging off the front, and yeah. Ron's amazing glasses. It's uh, t t tapping, t t tapping. <laughs> you you got to tell them. There, there you go. go. Okay, yeah, that's, you gotta, that You got to tell them. Uh, I asked you earlier. Did you make it? Did you buy it? Oh, Where yeah, did you this, get it? This is a custom one-off right here from uh, um, my butt, my buddy Amber in California, Disco Ducky Creations or Disco Ducky Designs, excuse me. And it is like it is plush. It is like a little that's chandelier. Cool. And this is something I wear at festivals everywhere, and this is just, like, the coziest thing. But you know what? For the sake of me moving, I will show you my little bed head. Here we go. Oh, there you, you're <laughs> there good. You go. You're good, man. There you go. I walked in, dude. You were oh. on the, the beanbag chair. You looked so unbelievably comfortable. Oh, you I... were like a sleeping angel. Oh. You looked like my five-year-old sleeping like just oh, like just, you know you looked comfortable I i'm not gonna lie being too chill ron bro just like <laughs> you look you very were ultra ultra chill ultra chill yeah dude yeah that i just came off of night shift so like i couldn't miss an opportunity to to catch you and be up on here and um yeah. share what we're doing later tonight um yeah with the parachute people like uh, yeah dude um we uh we're actually meeting up all this weekend here in columbus ohio like the parachute people um um, from that idea of 2014, fast forward to now, like a simple idea of taking a parachute, sneaking in the parachute to Bonnaroo, um, has now become a 501c3 nonprofit. And we've evolved that idea to really try to find a way to like take this to the next level and yep. like take it beyond music festivals and yep. spread awareness, um, in schools, in our communities, and um, our nonprofit board is meeting here in Columbus. We have board members from California coming in, board members from uh, Denver, uh, sorry, Colorado Springs area, from DC, from Georgia. All of us are coming here to really like lay out the game plan of yeah. what we're gonna we want to do and how, cool. how to get people involved. Yeah, mm -hmm. and like build up build upon this idea. That's awesome. Yeah, fantastic. And you guys have an event tonight. Yeah, an event tonight here in Columbus. Um, Links are in the description, everybody, if you yeah. want to learn more about it. And you can tune in virtually. We're um, from, yeah, from 6 to 8. We're just going to be talking. All, um, all six of us are on the panel to, like, um, just share, like, our origin stories, like, how we became involved with it. My story is only just my part of mm -hmm. the narrative of how, sure. I, how I got in. But, like, I've been really blessed to really connect with people who are very passionate of taking this parachute taking some silly thing and um, wanting to make people smile to make wanting people to to kind of uplift the spirits and radiate positivity and the team's all coming in the team's all coming in like yeah. uh, who's all coming out let's see so uh nick sherwood's coming in should be flying in from i think georgia area he should he should have been touched down by now um, Anna is coming in from Colorado. Awesome. Reed is coming in Reed. from San Francisco. Oh, dude. Midwest Reed's coming out. <laughs> uh, nice. Um, Casey is going to be here in spirit um, today, but he's going to be flying Casey, in. He's the man. 
Yeah, so he's a camp daddy. Um, yep. Camp daddy is now actual daddy. He just. Uh, oh my god, he, dude! He, he wow, brought, Casey, congratulations, he brother! He brought in uh, some beautiful life into this earth, and wow, dude. Uh, he is no longer like having to to uh, father like three hundred people at Bonnaroo, like <laughs> organizing, organizing, trying to go to bed. Group camp. He can. Yeah. He can father uh, his baby girl and also um, their dog Waffles. <laughs> nice. Shout out Waffles. Nice. <laughs> and uh, um, two more people, Sydney. Uh, Sydney coming in from Virginia and Cole, who's coming from down the street. So oh, that's, yeah. that's a little reunion of energy here coming in uh, tonight. And we're going we're gonna to share. So tune into the description below. That would be awesome. Absolutely. Definitely check that out. Absolutely, dude. Super, super proud of you, dude. Like, really. Yeah. I mean... You know, going back a little bit, right shortly after Rue, you, you invited me to uh, come down and shoot a bloom that you guys were doing, uh, a totally separate uh, thing in the Oval. Mm -hmm. And I came down and, and shot some stuff with you guys. And that's where we kind of first actually met was uh, on that. We had been kind of DMing and stuff. Um, and then we, we had just run into each other at different things through the next couple years and kind of kept in contact uh, but then 2018 is when, um, slightly before that, uh, we were at Umphrey's. You were at Umphrey's McGee, mm -hmm. and I was shooting, uh, helping uh, tour gigs with that live stream. And uh, I went and hung out with you at your house with your roommates afterwards. You remember? I do. I do remember. Yeah, that was, uh, I lived on, like, right near um, OSU's campus over on King Avenue, and after one of your sets, uh, we just got talking like, like how we do. We can like you and I, and that's why I love the energy between you and Bub. Like you can just like go on a tangent for half an hour and just you just like oh, yeah. time is suspended. You can just like bullshit about nothing. And <laughs> one of those uh, one of those moments, we were just like talking about like childhood memories and like one of them you mentioned on an offhand comment. You're just like the significance of the movie E.T. Well, I walked in and you guys were watching it. <laughs> we were watching on the projector on this huge screen. I walked in. I'm like, oh, E.T.? I love that movie. He's like, oh. That's all it took. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, and then I told you the story, like uh, like the significance of E.T. E.T. came out in 1982. That's the summer I was born. It was the blockbuster of that summer. And I was adopted, so I was at a foster home for six weeks before my parents came and picked me up. I didn't have a name, so they called me E.T., and I had a little tiny T-shirt that I wore basically every day. That was the only clothes I had was a 1982 movie E.T., original 1982 movie T-shirt. Mm -hmm. And that was basically like my gown, my, you know, like I slept in it, everything. Still have it to this day. So I told Ron and his roommates that story, and then... Fast forward to the summer, you know, we were busy shooting Bunbury Festival and a bunch of stuff. I was like, man, I didn't get a chance to go and get glow sticks and toys and fun stuff for Rue. But if Rue Shoot needed uh, any help, like getting toys or, you know, I'll throw down and help you guys out with that. You're like, oh, I got this toy order down at Big Fun. Can you go, you know, that'd be huge. Go down and That's help me out and store. pick that up. I love Big Fun. So I walk in. <laughs> 
<laughs> there's this huge bag of all these little baby hands and bobbly hands and third too. eye bobbly uh bobbly eyes yeah and Boggle the eyes. clackers and all the stuff you use to like get people involved when you're doing the parachute blooms and mm-hmm. the coordinated amazing stuff that you guys do and we'll get into some of that stuff and then look at the bag and then i look in this other bag and here's E.T. sitting in the bag, and I walk up and just start shaking my head and just disbelief. And the guy looks at me. He's like, yeah, your buddy said this was uh, – you might be a little uh, freaked out or blown away by this. And I was like, dude, you have no idea. Like, I, So E.T. is – you know, Ron gifted me this, and then, of course, we had to bring E.T. out to Bonnaroo. Mm-hmm. Uh, that – you know, and I picked up Stoner and Andy and opened up the the back of the trunk to get everything loaded in, and ET was just standing, like sitting right there. So from the get go, he his presence started to just build Elevate on the car experience. ride. Yeah, <laughs> he came in swinging like, and I think uh, Andy came in and with Stoner just like honking the horn, just like ET ET is home. And then, yeah, and we brought him. Stoner had him on top of the car, driving mm-hmm. through on top of my car through the sunroof, and people were losing their shit. He didn't look like this either. We Sam Thompson, our buddy, uh, he's got fashion, a lot of gear that's been yeah, built. He's evolved. Andy made this uh, awesome uh, accessories right here. Wine like, shirt. <laughs> I mean, if you don't, you're, you're not going to Bonnaroo without a shirt like that, right? You no, need something then, to. But he right. was totally bare. Totally and, bare, and then it, it just became just like an evolution. Glow sticks, glow sticks, space helmet, even like glasses, like little glow glasses on them too. Yeah, for ET, and like that's just like a that's just like my caring spirit. Like it's honestly, like I said, it's like one of my love languages. I love gift giving, and essentially, like the parachute is that it it's, yeah. it's a free gift. It's right. a, it's a reminder to be kinder for everyone else, yeah. and that's what I. That's what we say is the parachute, not only um, kind to others, but most importantly yourself and just mm. giving yourself that kindness to like make sure to play. Yeah, um, it's not an day. easy thing to do, is it? I mean, dude, no. it's it's more than <laughs> it's that. Easy. I've seen grown men in tears hugging you after these blooms during. It's powerful. Bro, I was blown away. You're hitting them in spots I they mean, don't touch on. It was crazy. You've locked those thoughts up. Nobody not just once it. that happened. I've seen that happen multiple <laughs> times over the years where people just get so emotional. They're just like, this is the most amazing thing. Like, you have no idea how healing this was because it's creating a circuit. Everybody gets on that parachute all together, and there's this circuitry that happens where everybody's one. And with you got a big blowhorn. I mean, we have some photos of, of the parachute and blooms and, and stuff. I mean, we, we can show some of that. The, you forwarded some uh, images over <laughs> But, uh, like, my favorite memory is when uh, you two, you guys coordinated with Bonnaroo, allowed you guys to bloom it from the very front during, I mean, it was one of the largest what stage shows I've ever seen. Yeah. And we knew you guys were going to bloom it. And then all of a sudden we're sitting there during, uh, I don't remember what song it was, but out of nowhere, the parachute just comes right over our head. Yeah. And next thing you know, there's just a giant party under the parachute. And you guys started that parachute. And people around us, they had no, maybe had never seen it before, were just freaking out. I mean, it's just like. It's like a magic trick. It, wow. It is. It is like a beautiful magic trick. Yeah. And, and that's the beauty of this thing. Like, so um, at this time, 
Um, U2 was in 2017. U2's only music festival appearance was at Bonnaroo, so yeah. that was a big deal. Yeah, and like they were that was an amazing. They show. were suffering some light ticket sales be from the from the year before, so they were like, "All right, we got to come back swinging." And like, sure enough, they come back with bringing U2. That one wasn't really a technically a sanctioned like Bonnaroo collaboration, and that's what I love about the early yeah, days. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Early days of Rushoot, it was like we were very run and gun, red, oh, renegade, gorilla, just kind of like. Gorilla, that shoot. was the year that we came out and shot with you guys. That twenty seventeen. That was the year. Stoner. And just trying to just figure it out. Like, all right, yeah. cool. We'll just take we had it, media take passes and we're getting behind the scenes at some point. But yeah, a lot of stuff was not sanctioned. A lot, but but that's what that's what makes it fun and exciting too. Because yeah. it just like you're, it's enough like deviance to be like, all right, cool. Like we're getting away with stuff, but it's like. At the end of the day, it's just all in good fun, and like people, you're not destroying anything. No, no, right? you're so, building up, but that's kind of, like I get what you're saying. It's you're still pulling off a caper of goodness. That's like uh, um, tastefully adding like vandalism, like be putting googly eyes on like um, <clears throat> on statues or yeah, yeah. just like <laughs> slapping stickers yeah. on places where it shouldn't be. But yeah. um, we we brought the parachute, and we and I would love to give a shout out to the wizard, our wizard. Patrick Fromuth, like he, yeah, dude, Patrick's he, the man. He was a, he's a big reason why, like, we had like moments like that. So yeah, that's cool. He, he is like the one that pushes me to the edge of like, all right, should we do this? Should, we're doing we, this. We're doing this, <laughs> and more often than not, it's a good idea because yeah. it's all about the spectacle. It's like a, it's like a big magic trick. Um, yeah, I agree. So he snuck that parachute in during U two, and this was his little <sighs> brainchild idea. Um, he knew that there was going to be a lot of visibility there, and this year we, or that year in 2017, he un- unleashed a message that said, "Think kindly, act boldly." Yeah. Um, which is a shout out to an organization on the East Coast um, that was benefiting the uh, the victims of the Sandy Hook mm-hmm. community. Okay. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. So, think kindly, act boldly was like in response to that, and gotcha. um, he wanted to. Uh, reveal that um, message because the uh, CEO or the, one of the leaders of that nonprofit was a big U2 fan. Mm-hmm. So in that moment, um, the song is, I think, Elevation. Yeah. So if you go on YouTube, Bonnaroo, um, and search Elevation, you can see the parachute literally just opening up in the crowd it's and a, like crowd surfing backwards all over the people and it reached us and it reached you and the what stage at Bonnaroo is the largest huge how that parachute ended up and then the magical part is stone was rolling when it happened like we have footage of when filming of that parachute coming over yeah like Mm -hmm. it was just magical dude but you know the big wild bloom that time on a Sunday, like the just sunset bloom over there, like all those times of just people really are just so joyous. Like mm-hmm. you put, you guys put so many smiles on people's faces and tears. Like the amount of just emotion that you affecting people like that, like. What did people come up and talk to you about after these blooms? It's a, it's a synergistic vortex of, like you said, emotions and just energies. And um, what did people talk about? Anything from just like, thank you so much. I haven't had that much fun since I was in grade school. Yeah. Thank you so much. Like I've been seeing what you and your friends have been doing for the last few years, and I've yet to play with it. And I've been looking forward right. to this. And I'm so glad it's here. Yeah. Um, when you mentioned Big Wild, like. That was a moment where we ran into friends um, that we haven't seen in years, and they came up to us and pulled me aside briefly. It was my friend uh, Rita, and 
her her and her husband now husband they uh they just shared like they they popped the question they got engaged oh dude that was amazing and i was like all right time out we need to stop this thing and like celebrate this moment so we were playing with the parachute and this thing is 50 feet stopped everyone from playing i just like in, like invited them to the center of the parachute made a little announcement and just be like hey these two just got engaged and they had like just this beautiful moment they she showed the ring and like to this day they kind of um they remind me of like hey like thank you for doing that that was like that was really cool and and didn't we shoot the engagement earlier that day or was yeah. that a different couple you know what that was a different couple so yeah, just like, there was an engagement where he actually proposed underneath, underneath the, the, the parachute, parachute. Yep. and stone i think did a little edit for for from that yep so that was a that was someone that was just like that what? was someone who reached out um yeah. and that and that couple um right now that that is, oh my gosh! Um, Sorry, I put you on the spot. <laughs> no, it's okay. That's uh, that's Randall and uh, uh, um, Bays. That that's her maiden name. I don't want to. I don't want to unnecessarily dox people. But no, oh no, my gosh, good. like their uh, their love is just like celebrated overseas. Like the last time I heard, they're in Japan. Mm -hmm. But um, to this day, Alex. Yeah, Alex Randall. Yeah, there we go. Um, we popped, uh, we popped the question underneath the, the, the Bonnaroo arch. Yeah. And that was the moment you, uh, you filmed and recorded because he reached out like on Instagram, like, Hey, I have this idea. Um, I want to pop the question. I want to do it under the parachute. How can you help me? So <laughs> we've had so many engagements underneath there and it's just like so novel to see like all these little cool connections happen. That's amazing. Dude. Yeah. It really is. I mean, and then what this past year, you guys had actually a space at Bonnaroo where you were doing uh, coordinated play events. Yeah, the play with, pe with people. Yeah, the playground. And um, um, since becoming a nonprofit, um, we've been given really cool opportunities as a, an official organization to um, showcase our ideas like within like the Bonnaroo um, centered complex. And we are in their nonprofit village. Um, starting last year and we're going to be coming back this year we have this oh, yeah. uh um area called the playground and basically it's a nice little home home landing base for us to kind of share ideas like have our community like check in with us to see that we're more than just like a little instagram presence like yep. we, we can have meetups um you can have time to kind of like uh spend in between sets and just play we have so many toys um, a lot of just, uh, a lot of like tactile sort of like configurations for people just to really just feel stimulated and just be a kid again. And also, um, the toys are incredible. Like the amount of balls and things that come out, like just <laughs> unbelievable amounts of plastic. But, and then you guys do the, where everybody shakes and the balls just go flying. Popcorn. Everywhere. Yeah. I mean, it's ridiculous. Colorful ball pit balls. That, that is a, that is a crowd pleaser that we love to do. And then, um. Something that we want to do later this year is uh, bring back the groove shoot. You remember that? Oh, I do. Yeah. Yeah. Bring back the LED. So even at night, it would be really cool to kind of just like have little popcorn moments of uh, bright LEDs so people can have their fun um, when the sun goes down. Yeah. Yeah. Now, are you guys doing anything this weekend? Yes. With, with uh, this weekend, weather it's always weather pending. And yeah. that's, 
And unfortunately, we're here in Columbus, Ohio, we were dealing with it's, like yeah. tornado warnings. And oh, like, it's beautiful here. <laughs> oh, it's yeah. great weather. Yeah, I love it. It's why, that's why I've stayed all these years, man. <laughs> <laughs> Glutton for punishment. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, just old landlocked Ohio. But like, you know what? There's 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 beauty to it. Um, April is not really the month for a lot of like parachute blooms and pop-up activations, but come here, come here in May yeah. and like primetime festival season, June, July, we're going to be coming around, um, reaching out to the community to ask and, um, share, share their experiences, but also like get them involved in designing a new parachute. And like we are in need of, uh, buying a new parachute oh, um, fair enough. and also just like, uh, finding a new message because every parachute um, addition mm-hmm. has a very unique message that we want to share, just like a little reminder um, for the community. And um, this year we're going to be crowdsourcing um, uh, like what the message would, would say, just so we can get um, our the parachute people involved, um, the parachute people beyond involved of like, um, you know what, if you had an opportunity to like have uh, have some sort of message shared to thousands of tens of, tens of thousands of people, what would it be? And um, we just want to give people that opportunity. That's great. That's awesome. And your event uh, this evening's Play It Forward? Yeah, Play It Forward event um, tonight um, from 6 to 8 over on the Cover My Meds campus. Um, message the Parachute people, um, Instagram. Um, we have a few slots uh, left, so the space is limited. But cool. um, if you're in Columbus, yeah, please come out. Like, we're going to bring pizza. So come for the oh, free yeah. pizza, come for the high fives. If not, <laughs> we have uh, we have plenty of open seats in the virtual room of yeah. Zoom. So um, if you're watching and have been hearing to all of this ridiculousness, yeah, please stay connected. And like, we just want to like build the community. But you said we're just um, keep the waves going. It's uh, it's literally so many metaphors of the parachute it's the ripple effect like just all it takes is the yeah but it takes everybody too to be on that parachute it's like someone's spokes of a wheel yeah you know somebody cut yourself off from being connected to the wheel as a spoke yeah you're disconnected from the energy of that and making this energy like mike said earlier you're making a circuitry of people that is really transferring yeah. into the energy state of them and everybody buying into it. You know, it's the same when we talk about sporting events. You get people collectively in these big arenas where all of this energy is, you know, collectively there and then divided on one side there. But you've got collective energy focalized like that's big. But how you've been able to orchestrate people mm-hmm. with the bullhorn. With the whistle, <laughs> like you're always, you're like a feel that good wh- contractor. Like, like, get over I've there. I've heard stories of Ron <laughs> directing festival traffic. If you've ever been to a giant festival, there's problems where people you don't know where to go. They don't know where to go. Glow sticks. So they're just like, uh, 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 everyone's, you know, there's people on drugs, there's people losing That's their, something you could and, incorporate. And I've heard stories of Ron getting his whistle out and going, oh, you, yeah, let, let's go. What if, what if you had, you. what if you had festival traffic cops? Not that, that <laughs> But like, hey, you're you're lost and looking for a show. I've got these glow stick lights. This way to Wolfpack. This way to Bournes. This way to you know Tame Impala. Yeah, what what Mikey was saying. Oh, I had an orange vest and almost seemed like an orange wand, like uh, air traffic yeah, control, yeah, yeah. like on the tarmac. Yeah, yeah I was that. just like, the power you have with the whistle, whistle? at a festival is deadly. So yeah. if you're listening to this, like, I love if you sneak in a whistle at a festival, please use it with with 
with utmost like precaution because like it should be used like in key moments. Yeah. Um, and in that moment there was like complete chaos and traffic. All it took oh, one man. person just to be like, all right, Hey, I'm like, taking control. Kind of reset, yeah. reset everything. Reset yeah. everything. And also, yeah. So, <laughs> but, but nobody except Ron would think to do that. <laughs> it's cracking me up just thinking about it. But like I said, like the little white gloves and like <laughs> literally just direct, but it be, think about it back at the early festivals of say the LSD movement. They had the trip tents. Like if people Wavy were baby's hog farm, right? Absolutely. Like yeah. they they had things in place for people that they knew. Like, hey, we might have these things going on. You're just thinking of it like, hey, we need to get people to because going to some of the festivals that are very big too. You're on a big landscape at Bonnaroo to find what show, and there's a lot of action happening, and there's a lot of side traffic. So just getting to the right stage can be confusing, and there's mm-hmm. a lot of people, and oh, so. It's- if I, I mean, saw you waving me you towards the show, first timers like if you get lost on Friday night, yeah, you're, we're never gonna find you the rest of the night. No, like, if you get disconnected or you're think done. you're just gonna go to the bathroom quick nope. and not tell anybody, see or ya. you know, see you tomorrow. And it happened. <laughs> Stoner's little brother and his buddy Andy. Give him a Cody. Snickers bar and be like, "I'll see you in the morning." <laughs> That's Cody why. and Andy. We told him like, "Yeah, if you guys get separated," but they ended up. Of course, mm-hmm. they had the best time ever. Yeah. And synchronistically, seven hours later, we ran into them and found them. Yeah. So it's because I never let go, like, we're going to find them. Mm-hmm. We're going to find them back. Yeah. And I was always So you're vigilant. on the lookout for them, too, then, yeah. And they're sitting here going like this at, um, I think it was, um, God, I pounded my feet into the ground dancing so hard with E.T. at that show. Uh, was it ED, a late night EDM set? Yeah, it was at the ED. Uh, oh, God. It was at the other Porter pro- Robinson. Porter Robinson. It was at Porter Robinson. <laughs> Two in the morning. And they're sitting there going like this. I'll, I just look over and back a little bit, and they're doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Go for it. Like, still looking <laughs> for us, like knowing full well that we're probably at this show just because of like the energy. Like I said, the whole time, E.T. was guiding the way. It had nothing to do with me. Mm-hmm. You know, I people were calling me ET guy by Sunday. That's you know, it became kind of a whole thing like, hey, ET guy, come over here. Yeah. <laughs> but the whole time is like, wherever ET takes us, that's where the fun is. He's yeah. got a nose for the fun. So it just let's follow wherever he's going. We're going. And we would just end up at these shows and just like be totally blown away. Like um, the one where all the candy canes uh, all came together at. Um, Oh my gosh, I'm drawing a blank right which, now. Which which set? Uh, yeah, yeah, right. Mob, yeah. Uh, psh, glitch mob, glitch mob. Oh my goodness, glitch mob was ridiculous. And there were a lot of people that were just like on the outside, just shaking their head, like looking at, looking and like you said, us just you, you wilding see, you out. See them from a distance, and it's just like one all candy the candy cane. cane. If without any context, <laughs> like if you've never seen any of the candy canes at a festival, or maybe if you just saw them sprinkled everywhere, like yeah. there's like oh, there's one, and Do then you ever... like, there's two. I'm like, all right, there's, there's there's some colluding going on. What's going on? And you see them getting closer and closer. Do people yeah. do people ever individualize their candy cane with like eyeballs or anything to represent like, hey, this is Ron over here. Hey, this is Bub over here. Actually, this we, is Mike. We've evolved that um, people. I, I believe our friend Chelsea, like she wrapped hers like instead of red and white stripes, hers is um, white and purple stripes. Okay, nice. Um, I put some boggly eyes on it and like draw a little mouth and everything, so you knew it was like me. Almost like yeah, like just a uh, like a little horse. Um, I, what, when every time I think of googly eyes and all that stuff, I think of Stick Stickly from the old like Nickelodeon. Just like yeah, you, just, you just put that right there. Never know. seen it. 
I, oh I didn't have Nickelodeon there. I never watched Nickelodeon. Oh my gosh, Sticks Thickly, man. That, That's funny. That was like a deep cut from the from the late '90s, right there. I just think it would be hilarious, like a little army of candy cane eyeballed like inflatables going, and like you're like, oh, there's the whole crew. Like the army is gathering Dude, you can to like see spread the love. Exactly where everybody is at every. Like you have an idea because you know it's a group camp, so we all mm-hmm. run into each other in the morning. It's like, hey, we're going to this for sure. Right. Mm-hmm. Like Eminem. Everyone met up for Eminem that time. That's when that article was written about the Vibe Tribe, mm-hmm. where at that moment, I had to go to the bathroom and gave E.T. to Stoner. I was the only one not in the photo. But again, it wasn't about me. It was about E.T. Mm-hmm. And Stoner had him right up front, dude. Did you see your new nickname is Mikey E.T.? <laughs> So right there, like, like ET, I love it. I can't believe Sean Wilkie is tuning in with the double hands praise. And you mentioned Eminem, and he, shout out Sean Wilkie for Eminem. I have a video. Oh, dude, of, that was so ridiculous. I have a video of Wilkie, like he was getting up and just like the song "I'm Not Afraid" yeah. Um, yeah. to take a stand. Yeah, he that had, was intense. He had one hand up the entire time, and he had no idea <laughs> I was filming him. And like him and I just clown and goof. I'm just like, you are, you were dedicated, dude. And then if hang, this hand got tired, bam, right there. I'm not afraid to take a stand. Oh, dude. Everybody. Take my hand. Oh, dude. <laughs> oh, my gosh. He's going to hate me for that one. I love how you're though. He's like, you know, you start with one, but like, damn it, I'm not giving up. No. Like, that'd be like I if I had that. a lighter that got too hot and I had another lighter during a lighter song, I would light the other lighter up. And I will say, when I was at Bonnaroo for my only experience, which was 2016. fantastic, at the show for Pearl Jam, mm-hmm. if you guys Pearl remember, they did know. like a pretty late set and they usually do a healthy set. But it was also Vetter's uh, like twelve or thirteen year old daughter's birthday. Set. Yeah, it was her birthday, mm, Eddie. and she's with her father at Bonnaroo. So for her birthday, for the song he sang for her, he asked the crowd to like pull out their cell phones and light all that up. And you know, if you didn't have a lighter, and it was one of the first times where like you've been at a concert before, back when lighters were the only way to do it. Now you have What's cell a lighter, phone. Dad? Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Now with the, your right. cell phones, right? Like you, you had this whole like house down. augmentation <laughs> of the show into the crowd and audience, and that kind of reminds me of the parachute too. Like you're helping augment the show for. Like if I was on on stage as a band and somebody was like rocking a parachute during my set, I would be so stoked. Well, we, we coordinated that at Bunbury. Yeah, with that's Andrew the, McMahon. That's the one that was. I'd be really so cool. stoked. Do you guys worked with Andrew McMahon's? whole team that one was an official like we coordinated on the video side and put it all up on the imac screens yeah that would big me up as a musician so really cool synchronistic moment so andrew mcmahon um he was the lead singer of a band called something corporate Mm -hmm. who evolved into another band called jack's mannequin and now andrew mcmahon solo project yep solo project okay i've seen jack's mannequin before okay yeah oh my gosh i used to work at hollister <laughs> and that was, you heard yeah, a lot of it and heard a lot of it. So I'm like, <laughs> I've had my time with that uh, Jack's mannequin, but Andrew McMahon um, is an inspiring story because like he was, a, he, he is a survivor of cancer gotcha. and um, he has a foundation or nonprofit that benefits um, survivors with cancer. And that's very um, cool. So my day job, I work at a cancer hospital and I found out, um, you know what, let's, uh, let's reach reach out to him to see if we can coordinate a really cool moment um, to have a parachute at a set. And during that year in 2018, he did a song called, um, synesthesia. That's so, a great, that's a great name. I love that. And just seeing colors and everything. And so when you see colors during the set, he was like, we have this parachute 
and we want to take it. He coordinated the whole he thing. He coordinated the whole thing. So he had his own it parachute. Yeah. But this parachute was only like a like a 30-foot one. So it was like... JV parachute. JV parachute. To, to the parachute people. So I'm like, hey. Not, not Varsity <laughs> Blues, Ron Holgado, feel good forever for the no. rest of the festival parachute. <laughs> we aren't talking 50, no 30. 60-footer. That's like the boat that Jaws took down. We need a bigger boat. Yeah, Ron's then, got that parachute. You know what? Rushit came in to bring that BD, and we're Hacking. just going to be like, <laughs> make. <laughs> 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 we're going to come waving. Oh, bro. Wavy. <laughs> Always wavy. So, um, oh, it's we, rocking. <laughs> we, we were like, we're here, like, all right, you already have a parachute, so why not use our parachute? And we had. Um, the one that you recorded um, uh, when we when we met each other for the first time, yeah, in front of the cancer hospital, this, yeah. the parachute message on it said hope, yeah. Mm-hmm. So that was um, a message of hope that we wanted to present to all of the patients outside of the hospital. So we used that very same parachute. Um, him being a survivor, um, it's like, hey, take our parachute and then have much more coverage. And we can collaborate. So yeah. at Bunbury 2018, we had this crowd surf, crowd surfing moment. And if you search it on YouTube, it's a very powerful like experience. People just kind of like he put it up on his YouTube. He right? put it up on his YouTube. Yeah, and I remember delivering wild. the footage to his manager, and we did a like line cut, and I kind of made it juiced it up a little bit mm-hmm. and refined it a little bit. And I remember handing that off, and it turned out really cool. We actually used that in our concert reel. Amazing. Is that uh, one of those series out of that edit we use is in our like concert reel for our company. And what's really this is really cool. It it is so cool, and I hope we can do it again because Andrew McMahon and the Wilderness are going to be returning to Bonnaroo this year. And oh, that's, dude, bro, so, hello. get on it. This, this is um, a little um, first time. Possibly exclu- exclusive sneak peek on. I've had a lot of breaking news. This is the yeah, week of show. breaking news. So recap: <laughs> Groove Shoot, LED parachute coming out, and if you guys are music fans out there, um, Pretty Lights, the DJs, oh, it just came back from what? recovering and just like out there doing like really big things with his new music. He just announced his whole tour. Cool. Um, Pretty Lights is going to be at a festival in Florida called Huloween. Yeah. So I think it would be almost very appropriate to reveal Pretty Lights of the Groove Shoot at the Groove Shoot. So you're already uh, architecting the uh, the, the scheme? And no no place other than the Strange Road fan community to be like, all right, hey, like if you're going to be down to Florida, make it happen. Make it happen. And let's go circle back in a year and be like, yo, groove shoot happened. Andrew McMahon part two is going to happen. Now you're making me want to go to Halloween too. Halloween's yeah. pretty dope. Halloween is the electric force of the South. It is a string cheese incident like like Haven. I love cheese. I love like getting down. I love getting down to cheese. I love lettuce. I love pigeons. I love yep. goose. Yep. And I know I sound like a crazy person when I'm saying, like, <laughs> what are you talking about? And if you're not in the jam community, you'd be like, oh. Like, you don't get you it. You don't yeah. get sure. it. Sure. A lot of bird names. A lot of bird names. <laughs> <laughs> I love cake. I love biscuit. I love corn. I love meatloaf. I always thought I always thought cake was a great name for a man, though, if I you like said cake. I love cake. I love cake. Cake. Cake's awesome. Cake. We grew is. up on cake. Like junior high, that was like fifth grade. We were listening to cake. Oh, we had a Tom Sawyer Huckleberry Finn book report 
to do. And this is this is what happened instead. I stole my oldest brother's copy of, of cake. cake Fashion Nugget and Tonic uh, Lemon Parade or whatever that was. Yeah, Are you listening to yourself right now? And that's all we listened to. <laughs> oh, yeah. We listened to Cake Fashion Nugget all day. Oh, yeah. We Go in the distance. The first, the first album. Amps, bro. That's all we did. And then we were, shit, we got to do this book report come Monday. And all we had did, you know, was screwed off and listened to music and jumped on a trampoline. We were like fifth or sixth grade. And then we went in and just absolutely improvised everything and got an A. Yeah, we've been obsessed with music for a long time. I mean, we were listening to pretty young. I mean, we were listening to some pretty rad stuff. That's how I remember my life. Yeah, it's by what we were listening to. I can tell you what grade I was in by what album I listened to. Snapshot of your life. Yeah, I forget like how I'm going to butcher this saying, but essentially like art in your life like it just it's like a timepiece. it's kind of like you know exactly where you were yes 100 percent, 100 percent. because if you ask me you know hey in the third grade how old were you i'd be like i don't know but i could tell you i was listening to this and this album or like you know coming in from the playground and listening to in my head hearing bush 16 stone in the fourth or fifth grade like because i was listening yeah. frog stomp uh smashing pumpkins uh, you know, the Melancholy and Infinite Sadness double album, like stuff like that. And my mom Chili and dad Peppers, didn't know that my Pearl brother Jam. was letting me listen to all this. Yeah. Stuff. It was great. Oh, by the way, Wilkie, 40th birthday for Halloween. Is that what he's saying here oh in the chat? My oh, God. wow. So if that's not a reason to come hang out and do Halloween, God. Okay. And Ch- hey, Wilkie is right. Cake, Word. Cake did play at 2014 Bonnaroo. And that is, that is a really big reason why um, um, we're here today. Like, um, it, it's so easy to get lost at music festivals. So mm-hmm. like that's why having a, a totem like ET is so important. Right. Um, <laughs> important is important. Crucial. I like that you say vital. that and not even in a joking way. But right. did you know that ET would become what it become a totem? You were just gifting me ET. No, I was just gifting you because that's part. That's my it, love it language. It turned dude. into just something that was. I kept saying, "ETs." One of my favorite phrases that weekend was, "ETs going interdimensional," yeah. <laughs> and yelling it out. <laughs> interdimensional. <laughs> yeah. And and uh, but again, like he had glow sticks all over him. He had just just covered by the end of it. He he went through several uh, different. Uh, E.T.'s festival, E.T.'s he had an festival evolution. drip was on point. He had an evolution, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, much like Bonatron and Bonashamron. Like, the, the, the parallels Oh, I watched him create, like, craft an entire outfit out of glow sticks. Yeah, like they weaved a, him a vest out uh, of glow stick wristbands. It, it was so intense. To, those two girls from... It was intense. When he showed up with that on, I was like... I was blinded by all of the glow sticks. It was amazing. <laughs> oh my god! It was gosh. fantastic, and he looked so damn happy. You know, but I think even you were blown away by like Saturday of what kind of that turned into. <laughs> it yeah, became that. a life of its own. Well, first of all, one thing I want to talk about is yeah. the first physical representation of Brozone, which is what we call our studio, uh, the Brozone Studios. So the very first. Because Bub actually came up with the shocker, the term brozone, long time ago on a cabin trip. It was a state of mind. And it, he said, what and if it, it became was physical. the ozone layer was the brozone? Because the ozone layer protects the earth. And I was like, yeah, so like the parameter of the brozone is just kind of wherever we are. 
the bro zone can be wherever. It was a moving it, target. It doesn't really matter. It's not a physical place. It's right. So the first physical incarnation of the bro zone was campsite and bro zone campsite at Bonnaroo. Yes. <laughs> it was in back in tent only, right? And it was right, right up front. Right up front before, like, yeah, before they had all these, like, pa or. I guess plazas now. Mm-hmm. Like tent only was a beauty we, because that's how we did Rue before we th- mm-hmm. the group camp our group for those years we camped only right up front. We had a wagon. We would pull everything oh, yeah. up front. We did that through four years, about five years. So I've been seven times. I think out of five, uh, four out of the seven we did until we started group camping with you guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, but even with group camp, we had a campsite bro zone. In 2018, that's the one I remember. That's it's like, the that was kind of the the first iteration. And there's a giant mural right across the alleyway of campsite bro, bro zone of a giant ET mural. We had no clue when we put that tent up that that ET mural was right there. <laughs> like not. you can't make that that's up. Strange. And it said "phone home." <laughs> underneath like a little tag of the mural. That's awesome. And, I know I've seen that. I've and seen we would go there in between. You guys would come hang out. Like sometimes we had a, a two chairs, tapestries, the pop-up tent, and a cooler with beer and ice. And that was it. And so we would go there in between uh, shows so we didn't have to go all the way back to group camp and hang out. People right. would just meet there. And it was like a nexus for it was, everybody it was a to check stop point right there. Not only did no one steal anything, mm-hmm. but a couple times we came back and there was more beer. Gift, gifted right there. There well, was more beer in the cooler. They were like, I'm just going to put it here. It'll stay cold. Somebody wants it. Cool. Many times. I'm like, where did all this beer come from? <laughs> you expect the beer to be gone. Like people like would just come in and jack. Back up. No one stole anything. Not only that, but people added Two, so tapestries started appearing in Bro Zone because this was. 2018? It was just like who's brain? <laughs> twenty eighteen, right? Yeah, and I remember that too because you offered me um, my first beer at Bonnaroo. Yeah, uh, yeah on because a Sunday because I, uh, I I wanted to make a conscious effort to do Soberu and just yeah. like as a challenge to myself and just like let others know and you that did it. It's it's possible you can go to a festival and not drink, not do any drugs. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know what? From this time to this time, I'm going to be sober. And then it was at that time, like I was like, all right, the last set's done. We were coming back out of out of the festival and um, tent only. You offered, I believe, it was either Rheingeist or like Elvis juice. Probably it was it was some sort of really nice, um, really nice um, like craft beer. And I'm like, I've never tasted anything so sweeter. It's Which like, came from the cooler that wasn't my beer, <laughs> and that's a gifted beer. I'm just like, what is going on? This is like beautiful. And like, that's all right, I, I, I see the power of people fasting. Like, I get why. Um, yeah. My cultures have been doing this for Oh, years. fasting's oh, yeah. a great thing to do. Yeah, shout out Ramadan right now. Oh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I've never, never uh, endeavored down that road. It's it's a challenge. It's just try it. Yeah. yeah. I used to work with a couple of physicians that definitely the one would wake up before it began so he could power up on coffee because he loves coffee. He used to drink, probably still does, you know, a couple double red eyes during the day. Mm-hmm. Just, yep. and, you know, no cream or sugar, just straight up coffee. But I used to be like, next year, next year, I'm, I'm going to try to, like, do it alongside you. And then I'd be like, no, I can't. I don't have the willpower. But, I mean, I've gone, like, I don't know, 48 hours, 72 hours with just water. Just because I'm like, sometimes I'm like, how yeah. far can I go before I really get hungry? Before my brain really point, doesn't you work, you know? You, you're not hungry after mm-hmm. a while. Hey, well, Disbro. you train yourself. Disbro's here. Welcome, yeah. Disbro. You train yourself. Your stomach learns. 
your hunger centers learn, your stomach will actually readjust in yeah. size, like all of that. It's, you know, because yep. I definitely can pound a pizza still if I want to eat an entire you know, pie to myself. Speaking, speaking of pizza, um, I, I'm so glad you mentioned like we ran into each other at Shaky Knees. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> it was so much fun. It's just like um, not the importance of like having a totem. The parachute is like the world's giant totem. Oh, yeah. So oh, when sure. <clears throat> when I was uh, when I was sneaking in the parachute in 2014, like I had no phone service. Like I was just like without friends. And all I told like I told my friends at camp, I was like, all right, at at this time, at which stage, we're going to be at Cake. So just go to Cake and find a big parachute, and that's how you'll find me. <laughs> so like Wilkie said, that was the very first Rooshoot um, experience. And thanks to a good friend of mine here in Columbus, uh, Ryan McKee, he helped guide me in. And I had, like, this is my first Bonnaroo. I had no idea how I was going to get this parachute in. Yeah. And this, like, I was. Pretty risky, your first Roo. The first Roo, like, and I'm in, like, I'm, I'm, this is. You're like, a Bonnarookie at that point. This is. Bonnarookie. That's, uh. These are harebrained ideas. And I'm taking, <laughs> like, honestly, like, I'm on just, like, all I know is, like, I have oh, a parachute shit. here. I have in, <laughs> I have, uh, I have this big giant sack and I have to get it through security. And, like, honestly, 2020 hindsight, like, like, like people don't know what this is. Like when you say parachute, like when we first introduced the segment, I'm like, people are like, oh, is this like the one where you just jump out of a plane? I'm like, no, 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 no. This is <laughs> this is a toy. Like this is this is very very benign. It's non harming. Yeah. Um, but when I got closer to um, the security, I like things started to set in. Like yeah. chemicals were just sort of like kicking up, and I'm just like, oh wow, I have to explain this to someone explain to security like how am i gonna get this in but thankfully like someone was like pre-checking like big bags or just remind people hey dump out your water like no no liquids on the way in i'm like all right cool tsa all over again so yeah um i have this huge sack and they go in and like what is this and and whatever's left of my synapses, I'm trying to figure out like, uh well what what am i gonna say how like this is the moment because like if i don't get in I'm going to lose my friends because all they're trying to find is like a big parachute at cake. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> uh, before I could even have an, have an answer. They're like, is this, is this a sleeping bag? Is I was a, just going to say that's yeah. what I would have said it was. And that's the best answer. So I knew that like, at least a sleeping bag is not going to giant raise any flags. Like, Oh yeah, no. I mean, if you didn't put it in a, bag, if you didn't put it in a stuff sack real well yeah. and you just put it in there, like, cause I mean, and your we parachute probably wasn't and, giant back then. Oh, it, but it was, was it a pretty, it's pretty still big one. It, this this was, but it's I still mean, be like, a decent sized bag. Like it was a long tubular, so we used um, a military grade um, canvas bag. So, yeah, packed it down a little bit. Packed it down a little bit, but I made sure to kind of have a little bit out, just be like, hey, this is like you can you can dig through, but it's just it's it's a bunch of nylon. Please don't pull color. my whole sleeping back out of there. Yeah, bag it's out like, there. like hey, it's I just I, I packed this. It, yeah, and I'm like, hey, you can just like just feel around. I'm not Here it is. I'm not sneaking anything. Just like, and I really wasn't, it was just the parachute. Well, I remember they said something like they're looking for, you know, when I went, uh, you know, is there any weapons or stuff like that or anything harmful really? Like, so if you look at it, even if you go, okay, it's a parachute, what the hell is he going to do with it? Jump off of a, he's going to climb a tree around here or something. You know what I mean? So you'd go, it, it's no different That's than bringing in some drapes there. or something. Yeah, It's yeah. cloth. So it's very harmless even in that sense, unless they thought, 
you know, they would have to sit there and think, oh, God, he's going to go to a show and put this up. You know, they're not going to. So no. they're probably like, go ahead, man. They're looking for weapons and just like it, it, that's what the metal detectors are for. Sure. So I mean, yeah. like that's what. All right, is there anything? Is there anything pokey in here? Right. No. And at a, after a certain time, they don't care. Like you, you uh, can walk safe, through yeah. with which is good anything. and bad. But I mean, just like yeah. we've seen, like how festivals have kind of ended up. But I mean, like I've I've always felt very safe at places like Bonnaroo. So I think Rue like, has a pretty yeah. good working, and they have a community that yeah, they know helps just keep that together. There's an army of staff. And it's, yeah, it's that, evolved but, a lot over the years. Yeah, but even the people that have been going <laughs> going to it for years, they just like they look out for another. They, they, they know they saying. know better. They're just like, all right, we're just here, to, right? Here to have a good time yeah. and show the people who are new to the festival scene like this is how like, to do this, it. This is how it, this is how you take care of your community. Well, it reminds right. me of the climbing wall down here over at the Audubon. There's yeah. a very strong park? community, right? Because people like the fact that there's this giant free climbing wall. You can go use it anytime you want. And there's no real, like, park enforcement of rules on that. So the community itself, to keep that there, if somebody walks up, and I've seen it before, they're looping an auto belay to their belt buckle or to their pant loop. I'm like, do you want to end up in the hospital? Like, because that's what's going to happen here. If you get high enough and fall, like, that's not, that's not rigged to support your body weight. You yeah. get what I'm saying? So people will kind of police that because they know the importance of keeping people safe there so it doesn't reflect badly so that you can continue to have that Bonnaroo, that climbing wall, so that community builds itself around it. Because I feel like an outlier only having gone once. I've wanted to go multiple times, and I've only made it once. But I, You I want a good experience, and you're just like, you want to yeah, keep coming back. And, and keep building. Because, because of those people that are just like having those uh, just pieces in mind and just always thinking about the bigger picture. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um Man, like how we've been chatting. I don't even know. Like there's there's time as it stood still. And I love this place that has a very, I love it's that a black hole of time. I love that so much. And I'm like, <laughs> it's, um, this is all almost quite surreal because I like take a moment to like be in the moment. And, like it's so I was locked in with each of these conversations. But like I look around, and I'm like, this studio is so cool because I've been like w- admiring it from afar for the last like, sorry, I'm like six months and everything and it looks way cool in real life and i want to take this opportunity to to give you a gift oh um been waiting and holding on to this dude so So stellar here i feel like this could be a really cool piece to add to the background yes dude um and i really wish i could tell you a little more about it and i don't want to do any disservice to the artists or like Damn. the indigenous people that it may represent incredible but what i can tell you um this is real wood and i it looks card but here this is a this Dude. was a, a gift from a patient thank you um that my dad took care of he worked for the the va um, that's a, wow. and Damn. that headpiece. Oh, dude, and this was something that was dragon, something that was just hanging out in his office. And like when he he moved, Toltecker. I would love to like do uh, like get someone from like an antiques roadshow. Like, bro, hey, thank you the, so much. Yeah, absolutely. The like, down face right here. Yeah, if you flip it, you can flip it over that one. And there's no, there's another face on the end on the that way. That's one. Oh wow, wow. it's upside down. Look at that. See, like, I would Dude, not. this is so rad. Thank you, brother. That's amazing, Absolutely. And I, I, I just, you. I just realized that I, I think it's a female figure. It is. Oh yeah. So I mean, it could be a sign of like maybe fertility Good or like feminine energy. Well, the matriarch of yeah. the we group. We need fem- feminine energy in the yeah. present. 
We do. You know, we always need. We absolutely do. and we have. We've tried to yeah, like explain the fact too that the bro zone is not yeah, a. Uh, so the yeah, bro I mean, zone's buddy. not a like male exclusive environment. It's just more of like. The bro However, zone, that environment came right. up. We were using the term "bro" at the time, but this became yeah. a thing because of the lake incident. When I was waking everybody up to get the jet skis going, because I really wanted to go out because the bro, water was like glass. Bro turned into and the whole thing. Everybody was tired, so I came in and started acting like this California beacher bro surfer. <laughs> I was like, "Bro, the water, bro, is so glass, bro," and I just kept doing it, and people were like so annoyed. But then when they got up and saw the water, they were so we stoked. So then we went at out like six a.m. So yeah, so no we just sleep. that took a life of its own. So bro doesn't mean to me. It's from my buddy Jason Allen. Shout out to him. That I used to sell <laughs> phones. Shout out Jason I used Allen. to sell phones back in the day. I was transcending I was in, energy. I did a lot of sales like for, I don't know, 10, 12 years before I ever got into video production. Yeah. And worked in a lot of phone, like phone stores. And some of the funniest people <laughs> I've ever met in my entire life, I worked with in those stores. I can confirm. Cell phone sales people yeah. were just odd. Jason's, Jason's one of the funniest and, and people on the planet. It, oh, dude, he will put you in tears. <laughs> like, just, just yeah. unbelievable. No. He's like half Cherokee, half African-American. Just a highly <laughs> unique him, individual. Tell him the first thing Jason ever did when you were outside with the football. In the parking lot. I don't know. He threw it on top of the building. Yeah. Because he was just like trying to show you how far he could throw it or something. He yeah. just like chucks on the building. You're like, what the hell is that? Dude? I can <laughs> just picture like a Napoleon Dynamite sort of But he's just, just like, bro, bro, what's Uncle, up, bro? Uncle Rico. Like, Dude, so, so the bro funny. zone kind of like evolved into the, from, from that. We're a buzzword. Jets, yeah. We're just buzzword people. We and a lot of that language. stuff. That's, like, you know, that's at why we Rue, vibe so well. Mm-hmm. A lot of those things at Rue, like we, me and Bub had been doing that stuff with our friends for years at these cabin trips and like retreats that we would do and just to disconnect and get reset just to kind of be able to hang out again as adults but like a sleepover like kids again like you know with your parachute reconnecting you know we have gym class through junior high we have gym class through high school we graduate high school and if you don't play sports anymore after that or go into college people are like i'm not running anymore i'm not doing this i'm not putting up a parachute like but they're losing such a big important part of life remembering we're just big kids we're that's all we are and i love how you said that because um there's a experience that i've always wanted to do is burning man oh and i'm one of the big reasons, uh, so many reasons why I want to go to Burning Man, but the art there is just so incredible and mm-hmm. powerful. Yeah. And I think it was in 2016 and 17, like the early days of Rooshoot, I was exploring where I could also go um, and just experience life. There was a huge installation of, uh, I, I don't know what the material was, but it seemed like metal. But if you can just imagine two figures, of silhouettes, and they were like, two humans like back to back like this one facing this way one facing the other way and they were hunched in like this but in the middle is just two little little children like in there just trying to reach to each other and i i, I saw that i'm like that's what we are we're just big kids just trying to reconnect and play and mm-hmm. for whatever reason like we have we've kind of lost that childhood wonder and circling back r.i.p robin williams like he had that famous quote of like everyone has that that little spark spark of madness you mustn't lose it sort of thing Mm -hmm. and that's why like i just want to like continue this like parachute and literally have everyone be like this is the reminder to be kinder to themselves like take time to play like 
not only play, but also take time to pause and just like reflect and just appreciate things. Cause mm-hmm. it, life is all about the balance. Mm-hmm. And I For think sure. there's a lot of, there's a lot of power in that. And I think this, uh, this nonprofit can really help perpetuate that message. At mm-hmm. least that's my, that's my aspect of what I want to do with our mission. Do you, do you find that people, A, come to it, experience it, and then B, they go away from it and learn they can do this for themselves, not that they don't need the parachute or that it's not, you know, do it one time and you never, but that they find, oh, I can incorporate this. Mm-hmm. I can tap into this myself as well and how to find that path of like, how do you, how do you recreate your own parachute moment for yourself daily? Right. How do we do those? I believe people do it intuitively. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's what it takes with this organization. And that's why like we're here this weekend to really find the most organic way to really capture that moment. Um, and have people learn and do their own homework themselves without mm-hmm. being too preachy, without being, right. um, to like, this is how you got to do it. Like, right. The play within mm-hmm. itself is self, self-learning. It speaks for itself. It speaks for itself. Right. And yeah. like, you don't want to like, like, uh, you're not up there with the megaphone telling no. people how to live. No. You're just you trying to give them the just, path of the feeling that they can evoke for themselves. I've seen you Absolutely. a lightning rod just at like normal parks, not even at festivals. Like that time I brought my girls out to the park with you. Oh, ComFest. <laughs> no, not even ComFest. Just the park, maybe like oh, Good Ale. Oh, yeah. Okay. You just yeah, were like, we're Brothers. going out to the park. Just hanging out. We're going to get whoever's there and yeah. we're going to try to pull some people in. There's no plan. Yeah. There was just literally like, we we're going to. any music. No, well, they someone brought music eventually, right? I think someone just brought their own little like speaker. Yeah, there was a little was not even provided by us, but yeah, just yeah, pure exactly. play. Yeah, and uh, the, the there was balls there, but you know, it was just balls. there just a few people like that that met up out there. But then we, next thing you know, Ron's just like, all right, everybody, let's go, follow me. He's just ended up that some like family reunion. Of a bunch of people just sitting in freaking lawn chairs, bro. Popped up a parachute. And then next thing you know, hey, come on over, guys. All these kids. <laughs> Ron's go over at the playground waving in like every kid from like, you know, four years old to 12 years to mm-hmm. teenagers. That's this awesome. This whole family reunion. Next thing you know, like all these aunts and uncles and like yeah. adults and then us. And, you're, like, like the, uh, you're like the <laughs> anti-child catcher on, from uh, Chitty Chitty like Bang Bang. Said, like the children are running towards you like around. ready to put up the parachute instead of like hiding. Yeah. And it just it. like took a life of its own. And then and next thing you know, all these strangers are just like cheesing out, yeah. cheesing out, smiling from ear to ear. Like you made their day, dude. Oh, thank you. Yeah. That day. That was like, I don't know. You're like a parachute a- shaman. They're, they're like, there's something to it. Like I've just learned. Shoot oh. shaman Ron. Shaman shoot. <laughs> shoot shaman Ron. There. Sham shoot. There we go. Shoot sham. Shoot sham. You know what? That that's Shusham Ron. Shusham Ron, dude. <laughs> the Duke of the Vibe Tribe. Shusham Ron. Oh my gosh! I think I just found my spirit animal. I'm just like that. That alias list just keeps growing. There we go. Like I. I that's I, so funny. I feel like there can be like a, a cool like uh, video game character like into the next Tekken Seven. Like I hear, I hear a, I hear a shoot parachute song coming on. There we go. There might yeah. be a song in the works. All right. <laughs> but uh <laughs> thank you guys so much for listening. This was episode 23, part one with our buddy Ron Holgado from the Parachute People. This was 
awesome hanging out with Ron. We got to catch up and hear about the Parachute People's mission now and also stories about the early days of Rushu. And we also got to tell the story behind our little buddy and mascot E.T. Ron was a big part of that and it was so fun to relive that 2018 Bonnaroo with Ron. And also, if you guys want to get involved with the Parachute People or learn more about what they got going on and also future events where they're going to be this summer, please head to theparachutepeople.org, follow them on Facebook and Instagram, at the Parachute People, and you can follow us, The Strange Road, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter, at The Strange Road. We love the hell out of all you guys, and I really, really want to say a special thank you to all of our listeners that have written awesome reviews on Apple and Spotify. Man, we really, really appreciate that. It helps us out so much. You guys are the best. Take care. Much love. Bye-bye.